just don't limit yourself to a certain label. Mm-hmm. Um, don't let your activities, what you've grown up doing, uh, limit you in, in what you are looking for out of the future and move on to something that you're more passionate about that you can see yourself succeeding in. That's part of maturing. If you're not putting 100% effort into something, then you're taking it for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that comes the stress, comes the negative aspects of it. But to hone in on one thing, mm-hmm. I don't think there's a better way to do it. I don't think you can get more out of it than being fully immersed in a professional environment and being hands-on every day. Hello and welcome back to the Bigger Picture Podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Jiao. And today I have that man, Jack Rourke, with me. What's up, brother? What's up, Shannon? Thanks for having me. First question for you. Why did you come to NMH for a PG year? <clears throat> so I came to NMH. I got in last March. I came in with the mindset, I'm going to play hockey in college. Uh-huh. I want to show up, keep my circle tight, play hockey, get better, get in mm-hmm. the gym, and end up going NCAA next year. Mm-hmm. And... That ended up switching big time halfway mm. through the year. But those are my intentions coming in. So you so you stopped pursuing your ice hockey dream, dream in some <laughs> sense. What, did, what changed? I think my mindset shifted November, December. We'd been practicing through the fall as a team. Mm-hmm. I got to know the guys. I love the guys, especially living in Tron. Um, my circle was definitely expanding. Like I, I had to... The warm up to everybody, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a prep school for the past fourteen years, the same one. So my oh, wow. the group of people that I knew um, didn't really shift a lot mm-hmm. from like age four until mm-hmm. age seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, so coming in here was definitely no experience. So once I kind of broke down my like walls, like I kind of I don't know expanded my circle a little bit. That became mm-hmm. a whole different experience. This PG year in my mind just like completely shifted. Mm-hmm. Um, Instead of honing my focus and kind of, and kind of focusing on like tunnel vision, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. uh, I decided, you know what, maybe this isn't just a hockey year. Maybe this is more than that. Maybe I can come in and I don't know, make a name for myself and sort of define myself mm. as something different that I previously thought. Mm-hmm. Um, midway through the season, hockey was awesome. By the way, I love yeah, the, I mean, I love the guys. I love the team. We did pretty well this year. Um, I wasn't one of the top guys, but that didn't necessarily. I don't know. That didn't happen yeah. in my spirits or anything like that. Okay. Um, but my classes were going really well. I've had mm-hmm. the best grades I've ever had mm-hmm. this year. Um, mm-hmm. I w- worked with a guy to help me with my applications for a bunch of schools. I started mm-hmm. looking into schools, touring schools, mm-hmm. um, talking to my friends. I figured that seems like more the appropriate approach mm-hmm. than maybe taking a year of juniors or anything like that because it's it's definitely – a shaky, bumpy road mm-hmm. for college hockey players because um, you got to take extra years. I mean, the average age of a NCAA freshman, I think, is like 19, yeah. which is old. Yeah. Um, and that I, I figured that wasn't really for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I took that, or I made my mind up probably midway through the year, mm-hmm. um, and I kind of took that and, and ran with it. I mean, 
Mm. By December, maybe January, I was thinking 100%, okay, I'm going to be in college next year. Yeah. This is what I want. So that was a big defining, like, moment factor for me. Okay. So do you still want to play hockey in college or? Yeah. I So I'm going to Northeastern next year. Okay. Um, And club hockey, ACHA. Okay. It's huge. It's growing too. Okay. Um, There's a lot of social media um, talk, biz around the, the hockey world about playing club and Really? You know, taking that approach to hockey, which is a lot more re- relaxed than playing NCAA. I mean, playing NCAA sports anywhere, intense, hockey or yeah. not, is it's intense. Yeah. It's a job. Yeah. Um, so you just want to play for fun or also it could also be like a career thing? So, yeah, I mean, that's something I got to figure out because mm-hmm. hockey's always been intense, get better, s- push myself to the limit um, over the past, like, 10, 15 years I've been playing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely going to be different next year because I think yeah. the mindset is definitely different. Yeah. But, I mean, I can figure – I have time to figure that out. Um, yeah. I, I think once I meet everybody, once I join the team, that's going to be um, – Yeah. I can kind of take it. So there. you mentioned there's this identity shift that <clears throat> happened mid-year. What do you think that shift came from? Like, did you did – you, because – you, you can always sort of know that this, this road is not going to be easy, but what was the point that, was it someone, some person, or was it just through, like, experience accumulating that you realized that, oh, this is not what I actually like? or It's not that I don't like it. It's just that I think my yeah. priority shifted. Mm-hmm. Um, once I kind of put together my whole portfolio, mm-hmm. um, I guess putting together my application – I got mm. back my first set of grades, my report cards. I was like, okay, mm. I can make something happen with these. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I spent a lot of time in my college essays, a lot of time in my application, kind of pushing myself to mm-hmm. present myself yeah. the best yeah. that I can. Um, I made a LinkedIn. And for those listening, if you haven't made a LinkedIn, I can most definitely suggest that I think it's uh, not only does it open Why? a lot yeah. of opportunities, but like mm-hmm. to put – everything you've worked for into one page, into one profile, I think that's big. Yeah. Uh, just like giving yourself credit for what you've done and what you've worked for. Yeah. Um, and you can remind yourself too with that. And you see that all the time. And when you connect with people, you don't have to, or meet people, you don't have to like explain yourself. Like for example, if I yeah. followed you on Instagram, you, you wouldn't know who I am. Right. But if I followed you on LinkedIn, you would be, oh, this guy does this, this, this. Instantly, you can have a topic to talk about. Instantly, you know what the other person is about, right. too, and that that can bring bring connection. Yeah, LinkedIn is is really good. Mm-hmm. I, I think connected with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Anyways, yeah. um, coming back to the point about so so you mentioned so is for ice hockey is ha, playing ice hockey has your dream or has your goal always been to play college or was there like a part of you that wants to play professional or like what was your sort of connection with ice hockey before coming into this year i can definitely say that for most ice hockey players at at least a solid level um through like prep hockey most of them wanted to go professional up until a certain age and i think up until like 10 years old we were all like okay professional is a dream i want to be like when teachers would ask you what you want to be when you're older you were like an nhl ice hockey player or something like that Mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, yes, professional was the dream, but that fizzled out a very long time ago. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you gotta be realistic with yourself. I mean, 
there's mm-hmm. a very limited number of professional spots, even overseas and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's hard to separate yourself, especially when you're um, I don't know, also going to school, also doing a lot of other things. It's just not yeah. made for everybody. Mm-hmm. But um, coming into high school, like when I started taking hockey, like really seriously, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the dream was to go NCAA. Mm-hmm. Um, freshman year, my coach loved me. He mm-hmm. got fired the next year, which is funny. Oh, but no, but uh, at BBNN, yeah, my freshman year, um, he loved me. He's like, yeah, you're going to be this great Division One player, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I was eating it up. Like, I, I absolutely <laughs> loved it. Um, and so that became the dream for a while. And once he got fired, then I, a new coach stepped in. Loved the guy, but he wasn't as, uh, I don't know, vocal about, or I don't know, he, he didn't. Uh, vocalize his faith and belief as much. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not, uh, I love Coach Moshe. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. But uh, uh, so I don't know. Since I wasn't hearing it all the time, yeah, uh, it didn't. It felt unrealistic. Okay. And we were BB and hockey was bad. We won five games in my four years playing there. Um, oh my god! Really? Yeah, and <laughs> that's one. How of many games do you play in a season? Thirty. No, 25, 25 to 30. To th- yeah. No so, way. Uh, well, we played in a really good league, the ISL. We were playing teams like St. Sebastian's. Lawrence uh, Academy, my freshman year, has like four guys in the NHL right now. Um, whoa. Dang. But, huh. uh, so we got killed a lot. Yeah. Uh, through those years, like sophomore into junior, senior year, I was like, okay, let's be realistic. If I'm going to stay at BBN, uh-huh. maybe Division One is out of reach. Um, mm-hmm. And then... Coming into my PG year, uh, I toured Middlebury, Colby, Williams. They were all like, yeah. The coaches were like, yeah, we'd love to see you, but uh, you need to get older, bigger, faster, stronger. Um, they mm-hmm. tell that they love telling kids to do that. <laughs> they love telling kids to play another year somewhere and then come back and maybe we'll take you. Um, so they told Maybe. Me, yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, yeah. It's so uncertain. Um, do you know the statistics of the numbers of... Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, mm. I know, I believe like one percent go Division One level, and like three percent mm. might go Division Three level. Um, out of that's all high school, out of all high school players, wow. but that doesn't include juniors, and it's just so ridiculously competitive. Because, yeah, I mean, NCAA teams pull kids from Canada overseas. There's mm. a, like the UConn team two years ago was like almost all Russian kids. Um, so that's mm-hmm. a comp- like a whole Division One team where Massachusetts kids were underrepresented. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's ridiculously competitive. Competitive, yeah. Yeah, and so um, I took, but I took that chance. Mm-hmm. I was seventeen. I graduated at se- at seventeen from BBNN. Yeah, and so I was young anyway, and I yeah. hadn't really ever lived out of the house. Like I lived in Cambridge. I yeah. went to school in Cambridge. Yeah, played hockey mostly around the Cambridge area. Yeah. So I was like, okay, let's step out of the comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. A PG year seems perfect. Yeah. Um, I took that opportunity hoping to go D3, mm-hmm. um, high-level D3, like to the schools like Millward, Colby, Williams, where mm-hmm. they had, um, I don't know, given me sort of the nod a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And then after uh, last summer, mm-hmm. Talks kind of fizzled out because, I mean, that's usually how it goes. Yeah. They want to see you play in the, the club season during the fall. Yeah. And then play in the winter. Yeah. Um, 
But unfortunately, that was sort of at the same time where I was like, okay, I don't know if I want this totally. You know what I mean? Like, I, wa- mm. I might want to go to college. And so that lined up where it didn't make a lot of sense to pursue hockey are on a, I don't know, on a maybe basis, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't want to take any chances where I could instead go to a school that I'm, I'm going to love. Like, I'm going to Northeastern. That's going to be incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, yeah, no, that I mean that's interesting to hear sort of the back backstory behind <laughs> it, so we understand it a little better. But see, because uh, when you said you all this time, when you said you wanted to play NCAA, do you also are are you also thinking about the academics of the school, or are you always just focused on like I just want to play hockey in college, or you just want to use hockey as like sort of like a a way of you can get into like a top college in some sense, or Definitely coming into the year, this year specifically, mm-hmm. I was thinking, I mean, academics has always been big for me. I mean, Northfield's okay. an incredible school. BBN's yeah. an incredible school. Yeah. Um, I mean, just being realistic, I'm kind of a nerd for being a hockey player, like, compared <laughs> to the rest of the team. Like, yeah. Um, uh, I spend and, a lot of time, uh-huh. you know, with my academic work and stuff like that. So it didn't, it wouldn't make sense to go to, especially a D3 school, but even a Division One school where... I don't know. I'd be limiting myself with a degree from I don't know. No hate, but like Arizona State University, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You yeah. can go there and succeed, but it doesn't look as pretty as you know yeah, another school go, that might. Yeah, if you get Northeastern, yeah. Because yeah. would you say academics is always a thing that has been that you have valued ever since you're a kid? And is is that something that your parents made you, or it's just something that you just felt natural and you wanted to do it? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely not from the parents. My mm-hmm. parents have been by my side, but they were not ones to push me in the classroom. But really? mm-hmm. I went to BBNN, which is, like, one of the most rigorous schools yeah. around. Like, people mm-hmm. hear BBNN. I don't know if you're familiar, but they hear BB, the name BBNN, and they're like, okay, this kid spends a lot of time on his work. Like, he he's on top of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um you kind of have to be in order to float there. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't cater to kids who don't want to put in time to both uh, athletics and academics. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I went there since I was four. Um, so growing up with that, being surrounded by kids who were accustomed to that lifestyle, mm-hmm. it made a lot of sense to put in that same time. And, and it, it didn't come naturally because... <laughs> Yeah. There are some times where it was really hard to get everything done. Yeah. Um, like senior senior fall last year was mm-hmm. ridiculous for me because I was trying to balance so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't know. I feel like I've been. It's just like the culture there yeah, has always yeah. been academically driven. I grew up in it, so it made sense to me, you know. And how is it like to go to the same school for 14 years? I mean, that's that's insane. Yeah. Always want to ask about that. It's a, it's a double-edged sword because uh, I absolutely love the kids, mm-hmm. especially the ones I've known forever. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I graduated last year, walked the stage with kids that I've known since they were four, since they were still like, yeah, I know, yeah, <laughs> basically toddlers. <laughs> um, but that being said, like I'd never had to integrate into a new community. I'd never uh-huh. really had to make a name for myself, like define myself with a new group of kids. Yeah. Um, so that was new yeah. coming into this year. Yeah. 
And would you say that would be a challenge because you've been in yeah. that same environment for so long and now all of a sudden you're yeah. going to a different environment because that's all, sort of all you all you known for 14 years. Like, I mean, same school, same house, same everything. And then now you're in a boarding school in a completely different environment. Exactly. And then you, you don't have your, you know, you're not living with your family anymore and everything. Yeah. So how is, that, how is that process coming in? Like, I mean, I wasn't nervous going into school because, I yeah. mean, I don't know. I feel like I get along with a lot of different people. Yeah. Um, but uh, I just had never done it before, right? And mm-hmm. so, especially living in a dorm, like operating within a group of 30 or so kids mm-hmm. in, in Upper Overton, like that was definitely new. Having to share a bathroom, having to share a room. I was mm-hmm. roommates with Leah Martin, Marty. Um, mm-hmm. Never had to do that before. And Marty's very different from me. Like, we're, he, <laughs> like cleanliness wise, mm-hmm. I don't know. Academic work wise, no offense, Marty, but <laughs> cleaning this as as in you're more clean or, or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't, yeah. I, I mean, he keeps it relatively clean, but um, yeah. And so, uh-huh. um, I just had never had to do that before, and so yeah. I think the first month, whereas some kids who had been bouncing around schools and stuff like that, kind yeah, of picked up on it quicker. Um, I don't know. It's not that I was in my shell, but I just wasn't a hundred percent, yeah, myself yet. Yeah, like that took a little bit. Yeah. Now, uh, now, now you're definitely like yeah. just floating, yeah, <laughs> flourishing. Um, coming back to the point about hockey, and you did mention that you sort of had this NCAA dream for a while, a long time. I mean, it, we can always, we can also like trace back to like when, whenever you started playing hockey, like you had this dream for such a long time it's definitely not an easy step to let it go so can you take us through like the journey of like the specifics of of your emotional state or like just that 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 time period where you had to let it go yeah this is interesting so i actually surprised myself with how quickly my priorities changed Mm. um and it came very naturally because i Mm. think I was so, so I was so accustomed to just like thinking, like I defined myself as a hockey player. Like that was the first thing I said when people like asked to describe myself. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, once I came here, once I kind of stepped out of the comfort zone a little Mm -hmm. bit, got to know a new group of people, uh, operate within a new community, like that, it kind of took me instead of me having to shift my mindset, it just kind of, uh, naturally kind of like I rode the wave if that makes sense mm. um, whereas I didn't have to I don't know I wasn't there weren't very many sleepless nights where I was like oh my god I'm not a hockey player anymore like I'm just going to be like a NARP like a non-athletic <laughs> regular person <laughs> um, but uh, uh, I mean yeah I mean <laughs> it did come pretty quickly and pretty naturally I, I don't know how to, I don't mm. know how that happened but um. interesting so it it was just so what w- did that happen like before the season started or it was like during the season or like it was it was early prep season um and then there was like all the college it, it's like the college process is coming by and yeah and i got i got i definitely got caught up in the regular college process not the hockey like side yeah of it, but um i was like i took the sat um got my scores back and and started putting together my application. I was like, okay, this, I think I can, I'm worth more here than I am as a hockey player. Does that make sense? Like, I, yeah. I think, 
uh, it makes more sense. Like you just realize that you have more potential doing this yeah, in your life. Exactly. Potential. That's a good way to put it. And that's, that could be a hard thing for a lot of people to comprehend. Cause it's like, you know, it, it's like when you have a dream to, to, ha- to, to let that realism hit you. So what, what advice would you give to someone who would be like a, a, a sort of obsessed to a dream? Um, just don't limit yourself to a certain label. Mm-hmm. Um, don't let your activities, what you've grown up doing, uh, limit you in, in what you are looking for out of the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a big part of maturing is trying new things and stepping outside of your comfort zone. I've been mentioning that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to be able to let go of what might have been a childhood dream, playing hockey, um, and move on to something that you're more passionate about that you can see yourself succeeding in, that's part of maturing. And I think that's that comes naturally to everybody at some point. Um, mm-hmm. There's no reason to cling on to things that might be limiting you. You know what I mean? That's a great great way to put it. Labels that, that we put on ourselves. Yeah. And do you, so you could you would say that there was like a point that you came to NMH. So now I'm sort of figuring out putting all the pieces together. You came to NMH. You recognized that you had this label on on your, yourself all this time, and you came to NMH and you realized that you can let it go. Is it because of that the environment of just people are all in all different fields, and then you you just are with a new group of people that this sort of came off of you or. Since I went to BBN for so long, and since I was always like the hockey player, I kind of like you just defined. Yeah, I didn't really had the definition, or I didn't think much mm. otherwise, and so you didn't have to question who you are. Exactly, I felt like I had it kind of figured out, and everybody else knew who I was, so it didn't make sense to, I don't know, try and be something different. Mm-hmm. But then I look back on those years where I was just a hockey player, and it's unfortunate. I regret mm-hmm. limiting myself, not spending as much time in the classroom, not mm-hmm. trying new or joining clubs, doing things like, like I've never been on a podcast before. This is <laughs> something that like, it's an interesting experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I don't see myself doing this last year. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes total sense. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I can actually totally re- relate to that point about labels and I, I think <laughs> I, I can definitely have a similar, similar, well, experience with you. Like literally like I, I relate to you too much, so much right now. <laughs> Um, because I sort of last year, I also had the, you know, division one dream, the soccer dream, the, you know, play division one athletics, uh, play soccer at a high level and then all that. And, and, um, so like last fall to last say throughout winter, that's the only thing I cared about, which is just play soccer every day, get up, eat, sleep, soccer, repeat, eat, sleep, soccer, repeat. But then. And I, I really limited myself with like a circle of people with just everything was just like soccer centric. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there was like a certain point where I realized that I'm not me. Like I'm right. just, I'm just being, I'm just, because I want a goal of a soccer, being a soccer player, I just put myself into the expectation of how a soccer athlete should behave in some sense. It's funny you mentioned that because I remember asking you at the beginning of, the second semester this year. Really? Mm-hmm. I was like, Shannon, what are you doing next year? And you told me you wanted to go to Choke to be a PG and maybe chase the soccer dream. Yeah. And then 
like fast forward two months and you're off to USC next year. Like that is two very distinct paths. You know what I mean? I know. And it, so it's it's always interesting because in this that that process for me came. Well, it was it was an interesting. It it, it it was there was like for a transition point for me too when I realized. But then I'm not giving up on my soccer dream though. It's just I, it's just the things just didn't work out with Cho. Like if Cho worked right. out, it would be great. But, um, cause cause that's the thing. Like you mentioned that there's two parts of you. There's one part that that you know it's like that has an athletic dream, has an athletic career, yeah. all that like that athletic side of you. But there's also like the other side, which is. There's definitely more than just one other side, but there's also like that other side of me, which is like a personal side, which mentally I feel like I'm so ready for college. I'm not, yeah. you know, I don't really know if I want to just mentally restrain myself and limit myself to another year of like boarding school. And then while, whilst I can be in college and like explore so much, but then I'm, I mean, I'm still going to like play club and try to like play yeah. club yeah. outside of, you know, like all, all these other clubs and, and trial for academies and all that like i still want to play soccer and i still want to like go go for that professional dream but it's just like a different path you know in some sense and yeah i mean being limited by a label is very different than i don't know incorporating something into your life in moderation does that make sense like i know you get up uh some mornings and and you're working with the other goalkeepers you're still practicing stuff like that Yeah, yeah um so to incorporate the things you love like i'm still gonna be playing hockey right i'm yeah. still gonna be playing club um but you're, you're kind of taking the good parts out of it like you're for the love of the game mm-hmm. for the experiences as a team um cutting out the judging the myself yeah pressure yeah. judging myself based on how i play mm-hmm. um yeah the pressure is a whole different beast you could talk about oh yeah pressure for a whole hour <laughs> oh we can definitely talk yeah. about pressure i mean we can literally talk about pressure <laughs> right now i i totally feel that i mean ever i mean once i i think it was interesting once i took that pressure of oh i have to play division one or i have to play college soccer or all that, i took that off of me i began playing better and i just yep. enjoyed more and i just yep. played more in yep. some sense because those days when i had the dream i was forcing myself to get out of bed i was like you know gotta get up gotta go gotta grind blah, 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 and i have to listen listen to like <laughs> david goggins every morning like, <laughs> listen to all these motivational videos and all that yeah. but and then i wasn't getting myself up because i i was like just don't don't work. but now i i get up like 6 six thirty. i just my mindset mm-hmm. is just like oh i love soccer i'm playing soccer today and yeah. it feels great life is good like, it becomes more of a choice i think i think that's a big part of it yeah um and it's funny you should mention that because when i like i, I mentioned that my mindset shifted mm-hmm. like December, January. Mm-hmm. Um, my best hockey that I've ever played was that January to February stretch where we were playing right. mm-hmm. a lot. Um, but my mindset was completely different from the mm-hmm. beginning of the season. Coming back after winter break when I kind of knew at that point, okay, I'm just going to college. Like this doesn't make sense to chase this dream that I love, but – you know, the pressure's there, and, and I, I'm ready to step away from that. Mm-hmm. That's when hockey became just a game again instead of a job, if you mm-hmm. know what I mean. Like, I know. It didn't feel like I had to go to practice. It was instead, like, time when I got to spend uh, – time that I got to spend with my friends, practice a game that I love playing. It was a whole different 
beast. If that makes sense. <laughs> oh, it makes total sense. Yeah. And we can talk about the stress part. I mean, so when you had the pressure of playing college hockey, what what what, what would go through your mind if if you're going to practice or if you're going to a game? It's just I always felt like I needed to prove myself and prove to myself that I can compete at the very best level and prove that I do deserve this. Mm-hmm. And I always struggle with that. I always struggle with confidence. And, like, a big thing of that is, like, comparing myself to other players, mm-hmm. seeing kids who I've skated with my whole life commit D1. Some kids get drafted to the NHL because the draft's when you're 18 years old. Like, mm-hmm. my draft year passed this year, and a lot of the kids I grew up playing with were getting picked, getting called by really? NHL teams. Wow. Picked. My best buddy, James, <laughs> got drafted to Columbus last year. Wow. And it's it's awesome. Like, yeah, love that for him. Of course. Love to see kids you love succeed. Of course. But yeah, you can't escape those times when you, yeah. you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, Damn. wow, these kids are doing it. And I'm, you know, still here. Yeah. yeah still here. Um, so how did you take that pressure off of you? Or how did you take that n- negative talk? I yeah. Know. Um, I think that pressure was relieved. Once my mindset shifted, because once I knew that I was just playing, once when I would go out there and just play the game for fun, like just playing 3v3 with my friends or something like that, or relaxed practice mm-hmm. at NMH, um, that's when I was improving the most. That's when I was making the best plays. That's when it didn't feel like I was isolated from everybody else on the ice. Like we were all working as a unit, as a, unit, as a team, mm-hmm. playing together. Um. But so, yeah, going back to that stress, like, I can't even imagine what it was like. Like, I always had the kind of, going into the year, the backup plan was to just go to college. Like, I knew I was going to apply, but just, like, I had that there in my back pocket, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I can't even imagine what that pressure is like for kids who don't apply to college, who, like, ice hockey players that know they're going to go play juniors mm-hmm. or um, even if they don't play juniors, then they're just taking a gap year like they they're riding on hockey does that make sense um or nothing yeah exactly i can't imagine what the pressure is like for them because it was like heavy on me and i had a plan b so um i don't know (laughs) yeah I, i totally feel that totally feel that plan b and I mean, yeah, it, I, you you really made me think think back on on my college process. Actually, it was at the start. I was still, you know, had that soccer dream and all that, and it was to a certain point. I think I clicked in. I don't know December late. I feel like it was a little late, but I just realized, damn, I, I don't like. Why am I obsessing over this one route that mm-hmm. that I had to be an athletic. Rec- recruited athlete Mm -hmm. like i can still play this game that i love without the title of athletic. i feel like the pressure yeah definitely like you said when you see all those people all those um commitment posts and all those like you know when you when you see all your like your friends all committing before you and then you you feel like yeah i should when when is it going to be my time when i make this post and you ha- i don't know I, I always had vision of like what would happen when i make a commitment post like how yeah. how that how that picture would look like and everything so <laughs> that w- but then i just i just realized like 
I'm a different person. Like I, I can do while getting into college and with with that route and and still do both in some sense. You talk about that obsession. That obsession is a blessing and a curse mm. because the obsession is the piece that pushes you to be the best you can as a soccer player or as a hockey player, mm-hmm. which is definitely beneficial. Like pushing yourself to the limit. If you're not putting a hundred percent effort into something, then you're taking it for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that comes the stress, comes the negative aspects of it. So to extract yourself out mm-hmm. of that obsession, to take a different approach um, mm-hmm. to what you think about your future, mm-hmm. that's huge, and it's hard to do. Yeah, that's that's what I was trying to get yeah. to. Yeah, to, to redefine yourself like that—it's incredibly hard. It's incredibly difficult. And um, that's why I was wondering, like. You, you made it sound so easy, but it definitely isn't that easy. I think I got lucky mm. because I came into a, a completely new di- uh, new operation, like new school, new community, mm-hmm. um, compared to what I've been living in the past 14 years. So mm-hmm. uh, it kind of took me, it didn't take me as much to step out of that label, step out of that obsession, because... I was operating within such a new environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and you so can create a new definition of yourself in some sense. Exactly. When I look back on this year, I don't know, 20, 30 years from now, hmm. I think, I'm think i thinking that this is going to be the year where I actually really define myself. Um, really? Which hmm. is unfortunate because I spent four years at PBN, an unbelievable institution. But this is where I kind of figured out, okay, this is what I want to do. And this is how I... I'm going to do it. This is what I need to do in order to accomplish that goal. And what 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 is that right now? Right you now? Have the definition. <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, I don't think I'm going to change up all that much from what I'm doing now, next year, Which or is? in the following yeah. um, undergrad years. That's taking my work seriously, stepping out of my comfort zone in terms of taking advantage of opportunities, building out um, a profile, being able to um, connect, work internships, give back to the community. Like service work has been a big thing for me mm-hmm. for the past five years. I want to continue doing that. Um, I think just working to accomplish things that I know can satisfy myself and aren't taking away from my community instead giving back to my community. Does that make sense? I love that. And what what specific direction would you say you want to head in? Or you're not 100% sure about the specific direction, but it's just like general ga- guidelines of what you want to do. And Yeah, I mean, profes- I, professionally, I did an internship as a um, assistant portfolio manager mm-hmm. for uh, a company out of Boston last year. That's I sick. spent... Mm-hmm. A lot of time going through a bunch of biotech companies. Mm-hmm. Um, I did ran DCS for each of them, um, put together a portfolio, mm-hmm. uh, put together a hedge fund. <laughs> uh, mm. They didn't give me real money. They gave me $100,000 <laughs> at the beginning of the... It was only four months. It was like Wait, March Wait, as in like I, real money or like fake money? Or? They gave me $100,000. Didn't tell me it was fake until the last day. So Because oh. they wanted to incentivize me to, you know take it seriously, which I wasn't going to not take it seriously. Yeah. But um, 
that was killer to find out, by the way. <laughs> but uh, so I, I put together my end up profiting fund. though, yeah. Yeah, I put together my <laughs> hedge fund, um, put together a presentation and presented it to all the other portfolio managers, the research division, um, yeah. at one of their morning meetings in Boston, which was huge. That was awesome. Um, not to brag, <laughs> it had a forty percent return. Made uh, um, went from a hundred thousand dollars to one hundred forty thousand dollars. <sighs> It was huge. It's not um, bad. I got a little lucky. Because <laughs> <laughs> one, really yeah, one company like um, had a breakthrough in one of their medicines. But either way, um, that was satisfying for me to operate uh-huh. within that environment, to be able to go into an office, know what I needed to get done, get it done, um, work with people in the research division, take what they had to say, give back, be able to explain what I'd been working on. And then I had a supervisor who was a full-on portfolio manager. I sat in in his meetings. um, And just the way that managers can communicate, operate with clients, um, with their peers, with sometimes their inferiors, like it's, I find it very admirable. I think it's a profession that I'm very, definitely very interested in right now. Managerial. Um, Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, Portfolio manager, something in, um, investment management. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at Northeastern, I'm doing business administration and finance yeah. just to get that journey going. Right there, right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very interesting. I mean, you speak of all these internship opportunities that you had and that's, that's wonderful. How, how did you sort of find time to balance the internships and, and the time you, you spent there also with athletics and, uh, you know, with other things that you do? Because, I mean, hockey is a big commitment, you know? Yeah. Like, I, you guys literally go out. I mean, I mean, you, you like, during the fall, you guys are going, running right out of class, taking, like, a 30, 40-minute ride, right? Yeah. Or, or to, to rink, and then... I wish I could pat myself on the back here, but last <laughs> year during the spring, the way BBNN does is that most kids are already into college and know what they're doing. Yeah. So they don't have classes unless you're taking an AP, but I was only, taking, really? I was only taking calculus. So we met two days a week. Um, and, uh, they cancel classes, not canceled. That's a bad way to say it, but like you finish up your coursework mm-hmm. in January or no, sorry in March. Yeah. Yeah. And until the end of the year, they encourage you to take internship opportunities. And so I did that. That's so cool. And so it was basically mm-hmm. like, I was like working full time. Um, mm-hmm. which honestly was huge because and the school helped you, you find, find all these internships. Yeah. So <laughs> this goes back to being at BBN forever. One of the kids who I was, who like, a, we call them lifers, the kids who have been at BBN mm-hmm. for 14 years, his dad was my supervisor at Congress asset management. That's where I worked. Uh. Um, and so I emailed him one day in January and he's like, absolutely. would love to have you. Uh-huh. Um, you know, you've been family friend forever. Yeah. We know you're smart. <laughs> You've been to BBN. Yeah, we've seen you grow up with our kids. Like, that's where that connection came from. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be able to really fully step into it, that was huge because you can't really. You can go like going into the office every once in a while and doing a lot of hybrid work is great. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get a lot out of that, but to be fully immersed into it, to like go into the office, present, talk with your coworkers, mm-hmm. that was like a whole different experience. I was I've never done anything like that b- before. And uh, Mm -hmm. that was very telling for what I wanted to do, like what I wanted to apply for major wise Mm -hmm. going into this year. Different as in, in a good way, right? Like as in it's, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I when I say different, I mean different from taking courses. Um, yeah, 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 like through GOA or BBN or wherever. And would you say you actually learn more through those than in classes? It's different because through classes, you're taking more of a liberal arts approach to it, just like learning yeah. about a bunch of different General, disciplines. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to hone in on one thing, mm-hmm. I don't think there's a better way to do it. I don't think you can get more out of it than being fully immersed in a professional environment and being hands-on every day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I totally agree. And I feel, and that's that's one thing about ed- education and school. And I mean, I, I mean I'm mean, i a senior, so let, like I'm going to college, so it's, it's definitely, but I feel a lot of the learnings that I actually get from isn't from the classroom. It's It's from outside. It's from maybe learning, life lessons on on the soccer field or maybe sometimes through you know like for example sitting here talking to you in the podcast studio right or for example through reading or, or, or for example immersing myself through through an, an experience of like an internship or doing something that, that you really want and and I, I that's actually very interesting like the hands-on and i i've i've not heard about the bbnn approach i thought i think that would be really interesting if if um, a lot of schools did, did something that's more similar to that. To we me. got lucky because it's a day school. It's hard. It definitely would be harder to do. Yeah. As at North school. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I mean, this sounds ridiculous, but I think there's some truth to it. I think you can almost grow and learn more in the summers than you can through the school year, just because you, there's only so much you can learn in a classroom environment. Whereas if you're working in the summers, doing an internship in the summer, even studying abroad in the summer, you can get more out of that in just a three-month period than you can nine months in the classroom. You know what I mean? Mm. And, it, yeah, it definitely. And, and yeah, and there's two, two parts that go to that, too. Um, you can be in the right environment where you it's something that you know what you would want to do and you can fully experience what it's like and you can learn a lot. Or you can also just, you know, just go to some place and then and try it out and, and maybe it turns out it's not, not the right path. But then you figure it out. It's like it's like you came here for a PG as a hockey hockey player, right? But then you you figure it out. That's that's not what you want. Like yeah. through the process of actually like coming here too. Yeah, I think that's a big part in maturing and defining yourself is getting out there and being hands on. That's very interesting. Maturing and talking about maturity. I mean, what would you say are like people that have helped you? on this maturity journey or not only people but just incidents and uh just in general yeah it's a good question not necessarily a person but living independently has Mm. been huge without living in a dorm so i guess semi-independently because at some points it feels like the school treats us like (laughs) eight-year-olds yeah (laughs) like the wi-fi turning off at 12 oh my god (laughs) (laughs) um but living independently setting up my own schedule, the way Northfield works with four block schedules, you're mm-hmm. done at 3.35. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the rest of the day to do whatever you want unless you have um, sports or whatnot. But yeah. still, there's a degree of freedom that lets kids take it and make it their own and really allows you to define yourself however you want. Yeah. Um, I think that's been huge. At BBN, we had seven class blocks. Yeah. 45 minutes each. Bang, 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 bang. Straight until 
like four then you do your sports and then you'd have to drive home so you were kind of limited and, and it's like you're always being pushed by um, something else, external force that you don't even have time to reflect and think of, is that really what you want to do? Because you exactly. don't really have a choice. Exactly. Um, there were no kids doing podcasts. There were no kids, <laughs> I don't know, making their own projects and, and stuff like that. If you wanted to do that, it would have to be during the summer. You couldn't really do it through the school. Mm. Um, that's the beauty about Northfield. I think they do that way better than BBN does. Mm-hmm. And that's been huge. For me, because at the beginning of the year, with less structure in my schedule, I was almost a little bit lost in the yeah. in the in the afternoons and the evenings because I was like, "Oh my god, I have so much time! What do I do with it? What yeah. do I make of it?" Um, and as the year progressed, I started trying new things, hopping on a pad, hopping on a <laughs> podcast. Um, started like going to the gym at six. I wake up at six now to go yeah. to the gym. That's Sick, a bro. recent development, but <laughs> love it. Yeah, trying it out. Um, uh, we'll see you there tomorrow morning Or are you sleeping No oh Well We have late <laughs> classes So I'm, I'm going to be 7 I'm going to give myself we'll, an extra we'll hour see you, We'll see you We'll see you How about that <laughs> um, And so I think that's been hugely beneficial yeah. And That's I know that's not a person But uh, That's been huge for me And, and f- Person wise I know this This is crazy But um, My advisor PK Has actually done a lot for me mm. Just because I think he's kind of bought into letting me work my own schedule, letting me decide what I want to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, he offered me an internship this spring. Unfortunately, I can't make it work, but you know he's working to uh, offer me opportunities and stuff like that. And you PK mean advisor here, yeah, yeah advisor, uh, like academic. Okay. Whatever I don't know what the yeah yeah no title just is. Yeah, he's yeah. new. He's it's his first year, but uh-huh. I think he's done a great job. Uh-huh. Um, and I think he's easy to relate with. Mm. And so that's been a recent um, development. Su- yeah. Supporter, yeah. supporter. Yeah. And that's interesting that you mentioned how maturity comes from independence. And I think that's really true. When I think the definition of maturity is is when you realize. You, you are in control of your own life and you, you, you're, you're the one driving the wheel. And, and that really comes from when that hand pushing you, which is like, you know, be like, for example, BBN and like the schooling system is like pushing you and that the hand let go and you're sort of like, you, you, you're, the car is like spinning all around yeah, you know, yeah, and you're just going definitely. and you don't know what's going on. And then you finally found the rhythm and you're now you, now you're sort of like, oh yeah, I'm in charge because, because you went from a scattered list thing to like, now you're, putting your own schedule and I definitely feel that too I definitely relate to that like mm-hmm. I I went through that process this year too or um, yeah like that journey where I used to just you know let like I don't know like just whatnot emotions just like I'm just doing whatever you know like yeah. just going through the motions and, until I realize oh I have to control my day I have to like really like define define who I want to be and like put schedule my time that's why i think boarding school is so such a unique experience because Mm. if you're someone who's within a boarding school schedule you're living here you have a lot of time at the end of the day but you don't really want to seize or you don't know how to seize it you're gonna fall behind you know Mm -hmm. it's um but then there's the other side of it where if you know what you want to do if you found a love for working out podcasting whatever it is you can take that and run with it. Whereas you might not be able to do that in some other places. Yeah. Um, so the opportunities are there mm-hmm. and without them, 
like what you you mentioned, like without hands like pushing you, like encouraging you to seize them, it's really up to you. And that's what uh, I think knowing what you want to do and taking advantage of that time, taking advantage of the opportunities, that's when really the maturity takes place. You know what I mean? That's what I define as a mature person is is someone who knows what they want to do and knows how to approach it and how to work towards their goals. I love it. I love how you phrase that then right here. So, so it's sort of like the last question before we shit on to like the final segment, but well, what advice would you give to someone who is still at this at this juncture where they may be, you know, thinking about their future and then would maybe want to do something like you, which is like a big jump and just let go of, of uh, something that you have been doing for so long and, and to sort of like take on a new path. Don't compare yourself to what someone else is doing. Don't let someone else's work or someone else's passions define you. Find something that you love mm-hmm. and pursue that. Put 100% effort into that because you'll get more fulfillment and satisfaction out of pursuing that something that you love to do than you will chasing someone else's dream. Someone else's dream. Oh, is that that's, good? that's a great, great advice. Is that going to be the little snippet at the beginning? Yeah. <laughs> you know it, you know it. But, I mean, how would you know that it's actually your true passion? Because, for example, ice hockey is still your passion. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely. Of course. How do you find that distinction? Then? I think it just takes time. And mm. it takes doing, right? Like you mentioned, like putting mm. yourself in an opportunity where you might be trying something new testing something out, working an internship that you've never done before, going into an office, hell, working art in the rack late at night, waking up early in the morning to go to the gym. Um, trying, that's what, that's what, that's why trying new things is so important. Mm -hmm. You won't be able to find what you truly love to do unless Mm -hmm. you step out of your comfort zone. Mm. Right? Love it. Now comes the final section. I, uh, you've listened to s- some episodes, right? So mm-hmm. um, basically three questions for you. First question, what do you think the bigger picture of life is? Finding your passion mm-hmm. and being able to pursue it 100% and not taking anything for granted. Mm. And letting you define yourself, not letting anybody else define yourself. I think that's a bigger picture. Love it. Second question, what are some non-negotiable values that you have for your living? This is, (laughs) non-negotiable value is keep your loved ones very close. This is kind of straying away from what I've been talking about during the episode, but being able to find a a people, a group of people that you love that you benefit from and that they benefit from you. Um, Surrounding yourself with people who are going to push you to be successful. Mm. That is huge. Cause I think surrounding yourself with people who you might enjoy spending time with, but don't really want to see you become the full you. Yeah. That's going to limit you. Um, Definitely. So finding that group of people, and making sure that you stay connected with them and you benefit from them and that you, you give back to them. 
Yeah, it's like a quote says, you, you, you're the average of the five people that you spend most time with. Mm-hmm. You, if you spend time with people that drag you down, you're going to be dragged down. Absolutely. If you spend time with people that love you and support you and want you to succeed and, and are on like similar passions, and you're going to do that. That's really hard to do growing up in a high school, by the way. Like <laughs> just being limited to a certain group of people and you know being in a dorm with people you might see all the time. It's hard to find that group, but you know. You see, that's that's the that's that I totally feel that, and it's a struggle that I went through this year too. And and what I realize is, if 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 it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Like sometimes I realize I used to try like force myself into like these deep bondage and deep connection trying to know them so deeply but then i just realized like hmm, maybe it is not just not meant to be and yeah. then just let that pressure go because and also like maybe we have to go back and dig deeper and maybe there's like th- these people already exist but they they they've you've had interactions with them but then you haven't built that yet it's hard to force genuine connection with a person mm. um I think it comes naturally you can't really manufacture it totally agree last question for you if there's one thing you can say to a younger version of yourself what would it be let go of the label let go of being a hockey player step out of that box um, and make a name for yourself that you really want to be because i know you love being a hockey player i know you love playing the sport but that doesn't define you Um, there's a lot more to come Outside of just limiting yourself. Love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Been a pleasure with you, man. Thank you for coming. It's it's what a ride. Did you have a good time here today? Bro? Yeah, I loved it. I've, I've never done anything like this. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> well, um, thank you for hopping on. It, it felt, you're a natural at this, man. Hey, <laughs> it's uh, going, man. Talk my ass off, so. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Thank you for coming. And listeners, hope you all had a blast because I know I have one. And see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.